we got that. Where am I? Okay, there we go. Fourteen. The most, you know, fourteen is my least favorite number. Really? Yeah. It's double lucky though. It's two sevens. Yeah, but it's like the least cool number. I don't know. It's the 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 most drab number. I feel like in all number of all the numbers. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. There's a lot of numbers. Yeah, there are. But even like every number in the sixties is even better than that. And like, well, yeah, sixty-two well, is a drab ass number. No, every number in the 60s gets a pass because that's the segment of numbers that has 69 and that's right. super nice 69 is cool it's super nice dude any number with a seven is cool but not divisible by seven because it's no seven because adjacent. you don't think of you don't think of that soon enough you see four i see 14 and i think of, i always think of two sevens when i think of 14 you know it also slightly comes from a sporting aspect i don't think i've ever Thought I can I can ever think of a notable number fourteen. Michael Jordan. Oh God, you're right. <sighs> what wasn't I thinking? <laughs> you know, fourteen is high upside down though. Like, hello. 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 I'm fourteen. Uh, no, I'm I'm a personification of the number fourteen. I'm not fourteen years old. This would be weird if I talked like this and I was 14. You should just do the rest of the episode like this. No, it will eventually make me vomit talking like this. It will not. Will it? Will it <laughs> yeah, <really>? it will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting. It pinches the back of my throat. Oh, never... you do it. You mean like this. Yeah, that's pr- oh, no, that's more of a... <laughs> that was almost a meat wad. A little bit. Adding a little Went bit too far back. Oh, I got a little bit meaty. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've been recording for like seven minutes. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, that's an intro. That's uh, the fluff. Yeah. Let's get into it. I'm Meryl. And I'm Eric. And this is Swamp Things I Hate About You, episode 14, Birthmarks. So this is uh, the first episode of a kind of new format of the show. I call it it season two. I'd say from what I was reading online... Concept-wise, I feel like that's a rightful... I think from what I was reading online, it's uh, they kind of started doing i think they got like a different group of writers or something or okay. a different bra- batch of producers um but yeah they're definitely taking the show in a different uh different way this especially starting this episode with the events of last episode with with yeah. jim with jim's whole kidnapping and everything <sighs> yeah that definitely happened that definitely happened. Yeah. The last we saw of Jim, he was in a crate in the back of a truck. Yeah, just... Shirtless, like, grabbing onto bars, bars of a cage. With, like, I think the oh, truck man. was filled with mutants. Probably. Yeah. Just other discarded uh, uh, human... Uh, spoiler alert. Tressa is dealing pretty okay with the death of her kid. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's a I, well, whatever spoilers or not. But, yeah, yeah, that was a surprise. But yeah, we want to get into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I think I'll do the synopsis this week. Yeah, your notes are definitely probably more suited for that. I've just got a lot of the uh, the, the big uh, the big what the fuck moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a boat explodes, shooting out a woman into the water. Uh, the whole time we hear a, a baby crying. And we see that that also was shot out of the exploding boat. Uh, Will wakes up from a dream and, for no explicable reason, takes off his shirt. And he looks. Yeah, it must be. He looks out the window and sees a woman running down the street. And he says to himself, Oh, uh, actually, a scantily clad woman running down the street. And he says to himself, Am I still dreaming? And then, opening credits. 
I am the swamp. Did I know the, the were the opening credits this episode the same or did they change at all? Um, they were the same, like visuals. The only thing that changed was the the gym wasn't there. Actually, they might have changed. I didn't notice uh, if they still panned over Jim's boat or not. They might have cut. They might have changed. I that. feel like there was a slightly different beginning because was swamp like even when the word swamp thing came up and it feels like it looked a little different. Unless I, it I'm might just, have been. unless I'm just going nuts. Um, I could it be, did look I don't a little. Really pay they, attention that closely, I guess. Yeah, to, in the to, intros. To, well, yeah, because the intros usually we did, the we same did every week time. one and two and yeah, yeah. Since then, it's been. Um, but yeah, I think the only the only real thing that changed is some of the names in it. Maybe the I think maybe they don't cut to Jim's boat anymore. Okay. That's just a cruel reminder. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, we get back from the credits and Will is running shirtless into the street from his apartment uh, with a blanket and asks the girl if she needs help. And her immediate reaction is, uh, didn't your mother ever tell you not to run outside without your shirt and shoes? And uh, she comes back to his shitty little apartment. Yeah, then accepts... His uh, blanket and offer to come inside with him shirtless as he like I don't know like that that, that weirded me out a little bit right off the bat because he's I mean it's more appropriate that he's it, shirtless than the he amount was doing of shirtless a good thing but it was just it's but I I will say it is more appropriate he is more age appropriate to be shirtless than how much Jim was shirtless. Correct, but if I was a girl running down the middle of the street and some shirtless dude ran out with a blanket for me from his apartment, I, I mean, kind of, I would if, step back a couple steps. You know, I'm, if oh, it was shit. just some shirtless dude, we're talking about Will Kip here. Did you see that bot in that guy? Very true. It's... He was he was practically hairless, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, no, it's I I wouldn't run away. I wouldn't run away from that. Okay. Huh. Not in a hot minute. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, so she comes with him to his shitty apartment and is amazed by its uh, wonderment and not by its shittiness. Uh, she's got very high standards right off the bat. Right off the bat, and she reads Will's mind and says she would like something to drink. And Will's just like, I didn't ask you if, you, if you'd like something to drink. And she's like, oh... It's a, I just sometimes read people's minds. Anyways, it is. Yeah, just casually. Yeah. She also, she never, he, Will makes a statement that he never, uh, she never asks him uh, his name. And right off the bat, she's just like, I never ask people's names if I don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She introduces think, herself like, as Abigail. And then, yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, you don't want to know my name? Yeah. Like, but just still hanging out in this dude's house and. Yeah, as far as she knows. Uh, also, I should mention she is just wearing like a burnt up uh, tank top and underpants. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is just like very, very bad to be in a stranger's house and just your tank top and underpants, especially for what what goes on next. She just kind of offhanded mentions that she is uh, she used to live at a government facility. And then is amazed that Jim works at a rest or that not Jim Will. Will that Will works at a restaurant and is a dishwasher. And then I wrote down here, Will, our hero, is a dishwasher at a Cajun restaurant that he lives above. You never heard of Cajun food? Oh, she's never she's never heard of Cajun food. Uh, then Abigail starts talking about, this is another weird part, uh, where she just ta- starts talking about how inexperienced she is. I'm just so inexperienced, and I don't know anything. I just blew out, I just blew up out of a boat tonight. That was an experience. And it's like, I really half expected this to start becoming like a really shitty, cheesy porno. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't have any experience about anything. Ooh. Or just, how about Will just taking her to be crazy? But I guess uh, the fact that he dreamt about her, I think he's got well, some I think belief that all the weird shit she's talking about might be, might be real. And he's he also friends know, with Swamp Thing. I was going to say, he's also <laughs> friends with the Swamp. So. Um, Swampy. Uh, and then, yeah, Will mentions, uh, when she mentions that she got exploded out of a boat, Will's like, oh, 
I saw that in my dream. And then she's like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of end up in people's dreams sometimes. <sighs> it's like, oh, it's no biggie. And uh, the whole time while she's explaining that she, um, she just kind of stumbles into people's dreams and then, and then starts telling them a story about how when she was a kid, she was eating a pomegranate off the floor of some bio, aqua bio, bio aqua lab. They don't really C-Lab. go into it. Yeah, C-Lab. And the whole time she's talking about that, Will is staring at a barcode that is tattooed on her inner thigh. And it's just like, Will, stop being so staring obvious, Staring at dude. her leg. And she notices and says, it's not a birthmark. It's a laser tattoo. <laughs> and it's just like, You ever get one of those? La- They're so in right What's now. a laser tattoo? Is that just like, they brand you with a laser? Probably. Because I've heard of, like, laser tattoo removal. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's they put a little image into, like, a CAD machine type thing, and... Uh, but... You know, that... <laughs> um, and then she gets all porny again, and asks, it's like, oh, do you want to touch it? It doesn't bite. And it's like... It doesn't it, bite. It's, like, <laughs> really, really on her inner thigh, too. Ah. <sighs> Um, was it on her inner thigh or outer thigh? It was on her like, inner I thought thigh. Was, I, I, thought, I thought it was on her like hip. No, it was on oh. her like inner thigh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. The shot, the shot itself showing the tattoo was kind of creepy. Um, and then she asked Will to hold her and then asks his name. So we know that she wants that she likes him, or at least wants to wants to know more, and that's sweet. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. And then we cut the swamp thing in the swamp. Whoa! And there's a sound of a crying baby, <sighs> and swamp thing finds the crate baby. Uh, and then we cut to uh, some kind of work site with a bunch of men in jumpsuits. Um, uh, and it's run by Anton Arcane. So he has has he had this the entire time, or is this a total upgrade? Is I think this is Arcane one of those hitting a new like. I think this is one of those things where it's just like they probably won't notice if we just add this whole compound that he works at. Yeah, you know? and he has like henchmen and shit. Yeah, it's cool henchmen and like snazzy uh, snazzy jumpsuits. Yeah, and an elevator, and it yeah. looks like an evil foundry. Yeah, I'm still not sure what exactly that place is or where it is. They in- make models of uh, evil foundries, and uh... <laughs> um, but it's um, presumably in the swamp. Yeah. Oh I God. Yes. In a ro- it's a giant. It's the rock based hideout. In a rock based hideout, you say. Mm-hmm. Something something spider holes. <laughs> Topical early two thousands <laughs> joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a never ending more. <laughs> Alright, where were we? Um so where were we? Oh yeah, so um we are at a dig site with, or some kind of, some kind of foundry or factory or something. Yeah. Big, big. I like evil, I like evil factory. Evil fa- I like, yeah, evil, evil factory. factory. Arcane's evil factory. It's got a sign out uh, So a henchman is trying to tell him something about the baby, but Arcane won't be interrupted. Because uh, he, his time is very important and he has to go down this elevator now. Uh, an elevator to a woman in some kind of like big cryo chamber. Uh, and it's revealed that it is his wife, Tatiana, who, uh, Ooh, he Tatiana. laments, Tatiana, Tatiana, Ooh, of course, Tatiana. He, of course, Ooh. Arcane would be married to Tatiana this whole time, you know, this wife that he's had this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he laments to himself about how she had injected herself. Yeah, that's. That's a fucked up sentence. So he laments about how she had injected herself with a bad version of his bio-restorative formula. And uh, she is, like, dying. And he put her in that tube, I guess. Uh, he then then mentioned... This, this part was kind of interesting to me. 
because uh, they kept <clears throat> they kept throughout this episode mentioning Doctor Woodrue, who in the comics is the Floronic Man, who oh. is uh, a, a villain and kind of a, interesting has some stuff to do with like the like plants. Um. But he is the scientist that Arcane is taking over the work for. Uh, and Arcane's got a big raging hard on about being smarter than him. Uh, then, then that hand, that's the smartest. He is the smartest. He is the smartest. He is the most smartiest. He has the most smarty pants. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I trust that. Uh, so then that ha- that same henchman comes in and tells Arcane that General Sunderland wants to talk. Oh, God, um, And so General Sunderland is a man that we only see uh, a shot of his hands and throat holding some kind of voice modulating device to it that makes him sound... He's got, he's got like a necky thing. I think he's got uh, cancer because he smoked too much. Maybe, but... It seems like he might just... The whole top of his head is probably missing, and he's just, like, the bottom half. Yeah. Uh, but His I, tongue just kind of... Blah, 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 blah. I think... I think he's just using that to change his voice. I think it, it's going to be revealed. Yeah, but he's sitting right in front of him. What's the point of anonymity? But he's not voice? sitting right in front of him. He's talking to him through, like, a computer screen. Oh! Okay, I missed that part. I thought he was he actually talking. I think talking, you were taking talking. notes a little bit during that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so the general talks about, uh, he, he asks Arcane how the boat exploding went and Arcane's like, good, it went good. Everything was all exploding. Good. Yeah. Nothing. Definitely no babies or, or, de- or girls out. <clears throat> the general then makes a cocky remark about happy anniversary, <laughs> uh, putting Arcane in his motherfucking place. Yeah, that was, uh. That was interesting. Yeah, so it seems like this episode introduces a boss. Arcane has, like... A boss, and he's definitely uh, not in a favorable relationship with him, it seems like. Wait, does Arcane... So, General Sunderland, so Arcane works for the government? I guess... A secret evil branch of the government? Maybe General Sutherland is a... uh... What if he's, like, General Disarray, and is just... His (laughs) name is General. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, but his first name is just General. Yeah, well, it's possible. Um, but that's not the same as that. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Will then uh, brings Abigail to Tressa's house to stay, and uh, Tressa seems to be handling Jim's death just fine. Uh, death in quotes, uh, because she is turning her house into a swamp tour and um, like fishing fishing spot like a tourist location basically um that's how you make money in the swamp yeah i mean what else do you do i think they didn't they like establish that she's like a lawyer or something we're gonna bank grocery store oh yeah you could be a lawyer auto body person an auto body lawyer yeah well i mean they gotta i mean they've got a ton of airboats and stuff that's gotta get fixed fan repair but they've established in this episode There's that, a that surplus she... for pan repair, I bet, and air conditioning repair. But in the scene, they established that she's not handy because she's a college graduate. Like a couple times, they mention it's just like, oh, okay. she's a college. She spent all her time. I, I, I was able to put up this sign, even though I'm a college. Not bad for a college graduate. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they're just like, shouldn't it be facing the other way, and it's just like, oh. <sighs> Oh, what am I supposed to do now? And then Will's just like, I don't know, you're the college graduate. And it's like, oh, I fucking dunked on her, dude. (laughs) Got her ass. Um, And then uh, Tressa makes some comments about uh, how Abigail's dressed because she's just wearing Will's Will's clothes. And she's like, we'll burn those. I think I've got something. I think I've got some clothes that you can wear. From high school, and she's like, "Oh, because Abigail's younger than her." But she ain't yeah, somehow her. Abigail looked completely normal wearing Will's clothes. Like, yeah, yeah, I think she short cut, shorts were. I think were she cut, cut perfectly a, and stuff. It's, yeah, I think she cut a pair of Will's short, uh, Will's jean shorts. Um, Kids have scissors. And then we cut to the middle of the night, and Swamp Thing is summoning Will. 
uh, Will refers to Swamp Thing as Swampy. Swampy. I can't believe that. He's already got a nickname. I can't believe he said Swampy. That I think that was my biggest highlight of the entire episode was... It's pretty Will good. Will walking around going, Swampy! The one thing that, that kind of spoiled... Jim never f- calls him Swampy. He was 10 freaking years Jim old and he treated Swampy. him Swamp. He, he was in... He acted like more of an adult than Will, though. Right off the bat. Like, Will has been... I mean, he's been generally the responsible, but... Yeah, Will's got a job and shit, man. But, like, Swampy just puts him at a uh, much Uh, more childlike level than Jim. So, yeah, Will goes over to Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing hands him a baby, tells him it's dying, and Swamp Thing just straight up, like, Batman disappears when Will looks down for a moment. He's just like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, get it to a doctor. And then he just straight up disappears when, when Will looks back up. And it's just like, I didn't know Swamp Thing could just vanish mysteriously. He's a big lumbering ma- ma- well, massive He is the plant. swamp. Do you think maybe he can just, like, dematerialize into the swamp? I don't think this one can. No, I don't, I don't really think so either. Um, so they call the doctor to figure out what's happened. And basically, he says the baby's got bad blood. Um, he's got the, he's got bad blood. Just talk, he, throw him out. Just throw <laughs> the baby just, out. Just, just get, get it out, out of here. Him. It's trash. Um, they don't. But so the the baby has bad blood. But they don't have time to. They don't know if there's enough time uh, to get the baby to the hospital, the faraway hospital called the medevac. They did call that. They called the medevac for the baby. Um, which is important because. One of the goons apparently overhears <laughs> that, uh, uh, overhears that on the radio, and tell informs Arcane, and Arcane's like, "Get that baby! We're getting that baby!" And it's so weird. Um, it's such a weird cut because he's just like, "Get that baby!" and then just cuts, cuts right to um, Abigail sitting on the front porch with the baby, and it's just so abrupt. It's not just like, "Get that baby!" <laughs> dun dun. And then it would cut to another scene. It's just like, get that baby. Baby. Yeah. Um, what so, baby? This baby. So the goons, uh, at, while, before the goons show up, uh, Abigail notices that um, the baby also has a barcode on its thigh. And it's like, oh, she's starting to realize stuff. Maybe her and the baby are related in some way. Or or maybe not not like related in some way, but like. I mm-hmm. guess related is the right, the yeah. right word. Yeah, they're both uh, barcode not babies. Rela- not related genetically, maybe. They're, yeah, they're barcode babies. They're neighbors, at least. Mm-hmm. And then the goons just kind of steal her from... Steal the babies right out from from her arms. And don't hurt her or anything. Just take the baby. And commercial break. And we get... Then we <laughs> are uh, with Will and Teresa and Abigail uh, trying to start the boat. But the fuel line's been pulled. Uh, well, yeah, they're trying to start the boat to chase after the goons because apparently they they escaped on a fan boat. Uh, while they while Will is trying to fix the boat and tresses out getting more gas, Abigail tells him that she is a test tube baby, and Will's a fucking idiot. Here. She is totally tubular, dude. Because Will's just like first, I'm friends with a plant. And now I'm friends with a with a test tube that can cook. And it's just like, no. <sighs> no. Well, yeah, and then she also reveals that she was pretty much being uh, thrown out by the place that manufactured her yeah. because of her... Yep, they, she was supposed to... It was weird that that issue. explosion managed to destroy everything except for her... And the baby. And the baby. It seems like those are two pretty weak things Ooh, to an explosion. Possible powers. Maybe they're um, um, they have a good defense against explosions. They they're high, they they have explosion proof skin. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I knives think, and stuff I still hurt so. them. Well, yeah, knives and bullets and stuff, but specifically boat explosions. Yeah, that'd be kind a of fruit a fruit stand explosion. No boat. What specifically boat explosions? That's that's mine. That's straight the, straight watermelon stand. No, car, stra- car bashes through it. Extra lethal. The wall. Extra lethal. If they get hit by a stray watermelon seed, they will die. Ooh. It will go right through their head. 
and pierce through. You know, if you eat a watermelon and uh, you uh, eat the seeds, uh... you poop blood. Oh, lots, lots. Of oh my blood. God, lots so rivers. Rivers. That's what the watermelon man's about. That song. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. No, the song. Because the movie is about a guy who um, uses too much self-tanner and becomes black. And he has to deal with racial injustice. Oh. It's a comedy. Okay. It's weird. Yeah, no, I've never I've never seen that one. You know, every, t- every person... When was that a- from? Uh, like the 70s. Okay, that makes more sense. Like the 60s, 70s. I think it was, um, it had one of the early cast members of, um, from SNL, from like the early years of SNL. One of the... Okay. I can't remember his name. He was one of the black guys there, so that will probably narrow it down, but I cannot remember his name. I'm not sure. There's enough information that people who want to know can find out. Uh, but... Jesus Christ, where were we? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, nice shot of the glades, dude. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we find out that Abigail's a test tube baby. Uh, and then we get a yeah, great shot of fanboat on the glades. Yeah. And they're... A... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Stealing! Picture me doing the Horatio Kane uh, glasses it. thing. God damn it. You fucking mentioned that. <laughs> oh, I had to. I, I couldn't not. You well, just had to mention do? CSI Miami. Be, uh, well, I mean, it's happening in the Blades. Everything just feels like we're going to cut to super high color. They're in... Super high saturation just color because, shots of, of Just because it's filmed in Florida doesn't mean it's type, set in Florida. Uh, landscapes. Maybe a little alligator or... Uh, all right, all right. Pirate get, type bird. Let's pound through this. We're getting to the end. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the fan boat is uh, stopped... It's very weird. It's very, very weird how it stopped because they try to uh, make you believe that it broke down using just sound effects. And the sound effects they use are the sound of a, of a boat, of a fan boat running, but they just cut that sound in and out to make it sound yeah. like it's dying out. But Like the, on the mixer, like yeah. the whole sound, like yeah. you're turning a knob off yeah. and on. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, it it sounds very weird. It sounds like something's wrong with the audio. But okay. no, it's it's that their boat died. Yeah, that was a weird moment. That was it, a weird it's moment. a thing where it's just like, we we are on nice a try. We we aren't on a body of water. We are on a stage right now. We are uh, we're on a water stage or something. We're in a tank, so we can't. Cool. We we cannot. Yeah, we can't actually move this boat. We cannot show this <laughs> boat moving. So what do we do? We use sound effects. I don't know why that's always my like guy who, who we my ah. micro, like producer voice or whatever. Um. So yeah, the boats jam the the bad guys' boats jammed up, uh, and it's probably because of swamp thing. I'd assume. Yeah. Uh, because he's there. Yeah. Swamp Thing's there, and he pulls one of the guys out of the boat. Uh, another henchman tries to shoot him, and it's just like, you you idiot. You fucking idiot. Oh, uh, he shoots him like four or five times the, in the un- back. Yeah, he unloads the whole thing, and then he tries to start with the boat, but Swamp Thing's just like, mm-mm, not having that. I'm not, I'm not having you Hand start this boat. Hand on his hip, all the while. Shaking up finger. Oh, you trying to start this boat? I'm gonna jam my fist in it, and it gets gonna get caught up with with weeds and tangles and stuff. And it's actually pretty cool because it's like we get to see Swamp Thing's powers, and I like that. <laughs> oh, that was stupid. Uh, but yeah, he so yeah he st- he stops the the fan boat and he beats up the other goon, and he saves the baby. Uh, he saves the baby, and, and then he uh, he just puts it on the ground in the swamp, and he's just like, "You'll be safe here." You're not gonna mention how weirdly close he gets to the baby. Oh yeah, yeah. He first picks it up out of the bamboo, and he's just like, "Oh, how can something so young have so many people after it?" And then he like puts it straight up to his face, and like he puts it straight up to his face, and like kisses it on the head, and then like cradles it with its with his gnarled hand that he dead. just put into a fan. Swamp Dad, yeah. Swamp Dad. 
I gotta say, though, after that moment, uh, Swamp Thing acting probably the most uh, heroic I have Like, super heroic. Like, yeah, not not just using some vague green ray or dropping some neon green blood. He's like... He's like, oh yeah, no, a human couldn't couldn't just jam their arm into a into a fanboat fan. Or, or getting stuck in someone's house and getting too tired to be able to leave <laughs> to do or anything. do anything. Yeah, yeah, getting caught in <laughs> getting caught in like an ET scenario in the attic. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, so Swamp Thing leaves the baby on the on the ground, on the dirty ground, and he goes to Arcane's evil factory. Immediately. Can, immediately. He's just there. He's just there. He, like, beats up a guard on the outside, and then he <laughs> then he's there. Uh, and then, uh, so, yeah, Arcane and Swamp Thing have a conversation. I have a, actually have a pretty good conversation back and forth. Arcane reveals that the chemicals that he needs to save the baby are in the in the, the pipes around him, but they are, they are just light years just away just... from the technology to be able to process it correctly. Five years? Light years? Light years. He said light years. Oh, I think he, he said, said five. No, he said light years. Oh, okay. Okay. That would be funny I if thought he said light, five years. I thought, we well, are I light just, years away. I thought you five. were just saying light years like in your own words and your idea of five years is light years. I mean, there's five light years. That take, that, that's how long it would take years. Yes. Years to go five light. Yes. Yes. Uh, but Swamp Thing is just like, oh yeah. No, uh oh, wait, no. Swamp Thing is just like, oh yeah, no, uh plants, plants have the ability to absorb this. And then he just punches the punches a pipe, apparently gets absorbed with chemicals, and uh, the like part of the building explodes, and Anton has to jump away from the explosion. Um, Swamp Thing then picks up the baby off the dirty goddamn ground, <laughs> and. Uh, Tells him that it's just like, oh yeah, with it. Or gives the baby to Will and tells him it's just like, I, my, my, my big swampy hands are, are too clumsy to, to do the delicate stuff that he needs to fix this baby. Here's a pomegranate. I changed the amino acids in the seeds and now that's got the cure because I'm fucking magic. Oh, let's save the baby with the superfood. And Will is, uh, Will, like, is a little bit hesitant, rightly so, because it's just like, this is a pomegranate. And then it's then he's just like, well, this is a pomegranate given to me by a talking plant. And I'm dealing with a girl who can read my mind and appear in my dream, so I'm just going to go with it. Swamp Thing is surprisingly uh, ahead of his time in the, uh, his, in the uh, hipster aspect. He's already going to... Uh, well, actually, know, no. Nat- he likes natural uh, remedies and stuff. I mean... I'd argue that that's really unnatural remedy because he like I guess first he pumped himself full of chemicals. Yeah, I guess it is a chemical pomegranate. It's not just the um, power of superfruit. And then they I'm gonna say it one more time. What? I, I'm gonna say superfruit one more time, but I just did. So ah, gotcha, gotcha, tricked you. Catch twenty two. Okay. Um. So Will then gives the baby some of the magic pomegranate juice. And she's cured. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know it loves it because it just starts sobbing. Uh, yeah, it looks so... The <laughs> baby looks so sad. It looks... Yeah. The it, baby looks so sad when they're just rubbing pomegranate on its face. It's like horrified and then everybody picks it up and is like, oh, the baby's better. It's like, he's been being a baby the entire episode yeah. and cooing and stuff. And then so every time Swamp Thing touches him, he stops crying, but... And, uh... Then the... Yeah, so the baby's cured. And then uh, she gets put into foster care with uh, the likely possibility of being adopted. Uh, but Abigail is a little bit reluctant to see her off because her dream was kind of always to be adopted. Like, it was basically the situation. Just like, oh yeah, mom and dad are here to pick you up now. You're not a test tube baby at some government lab now. Um, but that never happened. She never got that. And so Will convinces her to to go. And be like, you can, you can probably get a little bit of that from from this, probably. I don't know. You're just being kind <laughs> of a sad sack and being a weirdo, fixing this sign by slamming the nails with both hands, using a hammer two handed. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Let's not let's not use a hammer, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, then I she... wrote Abigail has awful hammer skills. 
Uh, but then she does go down. We don't really see that conversation. Uh, but we do cut to Swamp Thing slowly backing, slowly walking into the swamp while saying some bullshit. Garbage. Yeah, some kind of cryptic garbage. It was just... It's, it's, it sounds like... Was it's, it really related at all? Uh, like, it at was basically of... just like, every night I go into these waters <laughs> and they rejuvenate, rejuvenate my plant body, but inside I still have the soul of a man. Yeah. Yeah, like he didn't get the idea, like he didn't get it at all the entire episode, and now he's just being sad, sad himself. And, uh, yeah, and with that, that's the end of the episode. Um, I think we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and, uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. Alright, and we got a little, little something special, uh, when we get back. A little surprise. A little surprise. Alright. back into it this is our uh, new segment uh tentatively called ooh food uh the basics of it are that uh we eat some food into the microphone for your audio pleasure you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're gonna love what we're eating today because it is it's not a classic it's not a hottie it's it's a little bit chilly Oh. oh Oh, well, I guess we mm. we should have, like, worked that out beforehand. Ooh, that's good. But this is uh, chili. What what kind of... You, you made this chili today. I made the chili today. The chili today is um, beef with some black beans and uh, chili beans. Um, chili beans, you say? Chili that's, beans. I wouldn't expect that. Yes, I need some of those. I know, oddball. Uh, some onion, roasted garlic... Um, uh, some arbol peppers to spice it. Then I pulled them out after about an hour. Hmm. Um, yeah. Tomatoes for the sauce. Diced and stewed. Do or not stewed, but, uh, diced and, uh, whatever that crushed? other one is. Crushed, yes. Do you use any tomato paste? No. Oh, really? Ooh, hot. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Very temperature-wise hot. All right, and so now we're going to yeah, get really on. close up to the microphone and, and eat. And eat. <laughs> should I have my mouth open for this eating, or should I eat normally? Uh, do what feels right. Oh, it's very hot. It's very good, but it's also very hot. Like it's both kinds of hot. No, my forehead's sweating a little bit. I think the heat hits just right. Oh yeah, no, it's um, it's the heat I like where it doesn't take away from the flavor. I did throw about an ounce, ounce and a half. I thought of, you were about uh, to say I did throw up a little bit when I was. Yeah, in my mouth just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got no beverage. I mean, I have the liquid from the chili. That's enough of a beverage. I can cover for you if you want to go get, mm. some, get something. We're good. Chew on. Keep going. Oh, my cheese is getting melty. If you could see this cheese melt, it would be uh, pretty impressive. Just imagine it. I suppose. Oh. Oh, hot one. That was a little bit cooler because I mixed in some uh, sour cream. Ooh, ooh, sour cream. Should we work in a little bit of uh, ASMR into this where we talk kind of quietly into the microphone? Just but very closely. Yeah, comes, a little bit whispery. Here comes, ready? Here comes the air. What? <laughs> Open wide. Here, here it comes. Oh, yummy, yummy, yummy. Um... <laughs> 
Oh, that one hurt. Oh, my rib cramped a little. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, dude, I'm like, ooh, food. <clears throat> Swamp things I hate about you. Food edition. I think I think this is a, a hit. And the reason we're eating chili today is because Will works in a Cajun restaurant. <laughs> the chili is almost like gumbo. I, uh, yeah. Something like that. I was, oh my god. When I was when I was shopping for ingredients today, I totally was uh, on the boat to get uh, jambalaya stuff. That would have been that would have been much more fitting. appropriate. You're not eating nearly close enough to the mic. <laughs> you bet a piece of cheese hanging out of your beard. That's fine. Oh, it was like dangling. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a Christmas ornament, dude. But yeah, man, put away. Put away your notes and get up in there. <laughs> it's a chili party, folks. It's a chili con carnival. Mm. Well, you noshed that chili mm. a bit quicker than I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to town on this. I'm practically I can tell, dude, you're... Your face is like glistening with sweat. Perspirating. Perspiration. Ooh, actually, I can feel a bead hitting my eyebrow. <laughs> it's about to roll over the edge. You know, it'd be the perfect balance to this. Hmm. A little bit of oyster crackers for some crunch. Oh, I forgot to get bread. I had bread. Bread? Mm-hmm. Bread, yeah, bread with everything, dude. I need, a, I need something to mop up my my juice at the end. I didn't say what I usually call it because that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> oh, there Ooh, it goes. tasty. There it goes. Oh, I can see it. It's dripping down your nose. The sweat bead. Yep. But I am... One, maybe two more bites left. Mm. Wipe the sweat from my brow. Yeah, that was that was mm. I think the sexiest session we've ever uh, recorded. And this has been ooh food with Meryl. And Eric. Alright, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Alright, and we're back. And uh, let's wrap this up. Let's give our reviews and kind of our final thoughts about the episode. Well, let's throw everything away and do ooh food from now on. You son of a bitch. That's we it. didn't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's never talk about ooh food again. Okay. Until the next time we do it? Yes. Until we next time we do food? We do food. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um... But yeah. Uh, it was an okay episode. It wasn't bad. It definitely seemed like it was setting up a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, you need to establish the new character. It's like re- a repilot almost. Yeah, it was establishing, yeah, um, I think Abigail. It was actually real funny watching this with you. When Abigail first showed up, you're just like, ooh, I don't I don't think I trust her. Yeah, well, she... she she's, a, she's a fucking weirdo. And she's it's like, a weirdo, and she just... She was really fishy and wanted to know specific things, and I don't know, it was just... It, yeah. It was, um... I thought she was going to be an evil henchman. The only reason... Well, the only reason I trusted her from the beginning <laughs> was that I knew she was a character uh, in the comics. Ah. Damn it. Damn your prior knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, all in all, it was a pretty good episode. I'd, uh, 
The only note I had is that I was weirded out that Will has such a different relationship with Swamp Thing rather than Will does Will rather it, than Jim's. It Will Will is like a little bit more amazed that um, it's just like yeah he's a talking plant guy and Jim Jim was always just kind of like oh yeah he's yeah, just my friend yeah he's my buddy yeah he's a little weird. Yeah, Jim definitely accepted it. Jim, the way Jim interacts with people was much more like he just carried himself like more of an adult already than Will. Yeah, did. he was That's he was too thing. like wise beyond his. Or than years. Will does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what'd you give it a rating? Rating wise, ooh, out of ten. Yeah. I would say. Uh, it, was, it was decent six. Six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I give it about the. I get. I, I mean, actually, it, it had it had some sketch. It definitely had some sketch to it. Just the abruptness of how right in the beginning, Abigail's just running down the street. She accepts help from the first person she meets. Yeah, and then they kind of bud a relationship out of that within moments after. Really that. quick. Yeah. Really, really quick. It just seems like things are moving fast, suspiciously fast. It seems like, but if she's, it was like, really if she's f- legit, then I'll, I'll trust her. That but. that was a thing where it's just like I what I was completely not thinking about it, where she could be a bad guy, but it's just like. They could totally play it that way. It totally makes sense. Where it's just like, yeah, she's, she's like a sed- a seductress, uh, DNA clone test tube baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody will blow their whistle back at the factory, and she'll just in the, snap back into the thing, uh, the thing with it in the comics mode. is is that she's actually Abigail Arcane. Abigail is Abigail Arcane, and she's like Arcane's. Uh, like niece or something like okay. not directly related but related through family just got back from south america um no in the comics like arcane runs his own little like european town okay. uh with evil magic and science and stuff and she lived there okay or at least in some of them i don't remember uh i think i i think that might may have been one of the newer ones Mm-hmm. Um, Abigail Arcane from Addington. But yeah, from I would. Um, I give this episode a six as well. I think mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit above average, but not soaringly above average. Yeah. Um. Any any other things you want to talk about the episode? Anything that stands out? <sighs> I guess I like the dynamic. We'll see how this goes. It's it's different. It's How different. long? Do you... I don't I don't have. I guess it's not like we we really came up from anything great. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you think we're gonna? Uh. How long do you think it is until Abigail's introduced to Swamp Thing? Oh. Um. Do you think she'll ever be introduced to Swamp Thing? Oh man, that's a fifty-fifty. They could take it either way. I don't like when shows do that, where they have these things are happening, quote unquote, magically from the one character's perspective, because yeah. they never get to actually meet the character who's, who's you know, everybody's and... kind of hiding. Yeah, everybody's in. It. I don't like being on a yeah, big it, secret it, like that. It seems like eventually you if... all because you just sit there and you want them to eventually meet them and then it does if it doesn't happen it just feels like a letdown well it's going to be a thing where it's just like it's going to eventually be a thing where it's just like oh we can't let her see you we've got we've got to hide you and then they just put like a lampshade on his head or something but i i say hopefully within uh the next four or five i hope so maybe I, two I, pr- I, I i'd call it two or with the way that they pace things i feel like she's going to meet swamp thing in the next two or three I think so. I think you're right. But I could be completely wrong, and it could be. It's 12, hard to tell. Never, it's very hard to tell. Know. When do you do you think? I mean, it's already happening with Teresa and Swamp Thing. But do you think Teresa will ever uh, actually directly meet Swamp Thing? I don't think so. I think she's... only in their, her dreams, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Random although, passing. I talked to this very strange man at the grocery store today. Although who didn't, it could be didn't a thing, show me his face and it could be he talks like this. It could be a thing where um, Tressa or where uh, since Will seems to have a love interest in Abigail, maybe they'll make Tressa the love interest for Swamp Thing. Ooh, she wants that. 
Swampy D. Yeah. She wants that swamp thing. In her <laughs> thing. Uh, swamp thing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. You are amazing. <laughs> no, we're not going there. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe one day. Cut it right there. Maybe one day. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think that about covers it. I think we, we, yeah. we've, we've spoken what needs to be spoken. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. We have spoken this episode's truth. I think, uh, if Horatio Cain was here, he would, uh, definitely. <laughs> he would definitely, uh, take his sunglasses off and, uh, say something quite poetic. You know, I can't... Not all, not, not all heroes work in the grocery store, ma'am. It, it's just like, why would you make jokes like that when it's like, I need to cut to that Who song, and I cannot because I can't afford to license a Who song. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, who wants the Who? The Who sucked. I mean, CSI wants the who. music opinions now on Swamp Things I Hate About You. Alright, we're getting off topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Meryl. And I'm Dennis D. Young from Styx. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is a member of Styx that I am aware of. Yep. Yep. He was there. All right. Or maybe it wasn't. See you. Uh, see you in the swamp. I was Eric, by the way. <laughs>